Hi, and welcome back to Tiny Voice Talks, and it's our second chatterbox with Sharifa Lee and myself. And I am so excited to be chatting to my very good friend Sharifa again. So hi, Sharifa. Hello, Toria. Oh, how does uh, John McGee say your name? Did you hear? Uh, is it Oh, Tar- yeah, Tar- he Tar- says Taraya. Taraya, I love it. I, I told love you, it. we... we- <laughs> Taraya. Yes. Taraya. And, and for some reason, for some reason, I don't mind John McGee saying Taraya. Other people, I'm... I'd be a bit like, no, it's Toria. So is but it I love that? the way he says Taraya. It's his accent. Oh, I love his accent. And um, I don't know if people will mm. know when this is going out as well, because I've just finished a Morning Vued. And, um, you know, we were having a laugh about how he sounds and looks just like Paddy McGuinness. Don't you think he does? I never thought about it until this morning. He, well, it was... It's him. Yeah, it was only it's... when Pepe... Yeah, it was only when Pepe Hart <laughs> said it. And I went, oh, my goodness. It is. It's oh my, him. I, thought, and I was looking going... Oh yes, and it I have so him, and I have this little love, very little, little love and little crush for Paddy McGuinness because he is so funny. I mean, Paddy and Peter Kay together—they are phenomenal. You know, I'm I'm laughing myself stupid. It was just so cool. But Toria, uh, hang on, um, just have a question for you. Actually, is Toria short yeah. for Victoria? Is it Victoria or not? Is it just Toria? Because I've never asked you this. No, it is Victoria, haven't you? Right. So <laughs> it is Victoria. Um, and so, the, right. So, so I've gone through many, many incarnations with my name. So I was Victoria when I was very small. And then I was Vicky. But like Vicky, like everyone spelled Vicky, V-I-C-K-Y. Yeah. So I spelled it V-I-C-C-I to just of be course. a bit different. Of course. Um, and my mum always calls me my mum always called me Vici because Gucci Vici so she used to call me Vici and um my little sister though um she she used to always sort of call me Toya Toya and for some when I was growing up I ended up being sort of more sort of Toria Toya home and was sort of Vicky or Victoria elsewhere so then I was, I think, around about, I think when I moved to Belfast, I was Victoria, I think. And um, and then a, a beginning of my, I think it was early 20s, I got fed up with Vicky, fed up with Victoria, and I thought, I want to be called Toria. And I've been known as Toria by everyone since I was, you know, in my early 20s. Um, my husband calls me Toya. My sister calls me T. Um, I basically answer to most things. Some people call me Tory. Um, but yeah, so I pretty much answer to most yes. things. And but, now but it's Toria. And now it's Toria. I'm willing to answer to Toria as well. And, um, and yes. one more on the, the only now. time that So Oh <laughs> yes. No, no. Uh, and this is our I... good friend. <laughs> Honestly, um, yes, Aaron. I will always be grateful to Aaron for renaming me Titus. Titus, I love it. That just I was. It, I love Titus. it. It was. It was brilliant. It was basically um, a slip of the keyboard, and he he put Titus, and I thought, yeah, I'll take that. Emperor Titus, phenomenal. I'll take that one. So yes, yeah, so I'm also known as Titus. But um, so Sharifa, there's not a lot. So what are you known as, Shah? 
What does your husband call you? No, would you believe that he calls me Fizz? And uh, did I ever tell you that Sharifa is not actually my name? Oh. Sharifa is actually a title in my Yes, family. you did. You yeah. did tell me that. And I, I managed to pronounce your other name. So I'm going to try again, right? So my name. full name is, and this is my maiden name, is Sharifa Firza with a role in the Fir, Firza Jalani. And no one, and growing up, people in, in, in my country, my culture, had no problems calling me Firza because that's my name and everyone can say it. So when I keep it here, Firza. Firza, well done. I think you must be the first one. because even my It's only because of all my... Um, no, it's, it's because of Russian. I've got a degree in Russian. And you have to do all sorts of weird things with your R's. Do you know, you surprise me, honestly. So you can speak Russian as well? No, I could speak Russian when I did the degree, Sharifa. That's slightly different. <laughs> so it's a bit It's a bit like me knowing ancient yeah. dead languages like Akkadian because I did my master's in, in cuneiform, you know. And if I looked at cuneiform now, yeah. they're like scribbles to me. So, yeah, I suppose so. So that that's why um, I'm known as Sharifa, but so is my sister. So are my aunts on my father's side. So we there are a troop of Sharifas. And I remembered, right, this was a family gathering. I can't remember whether it was a celebration or a funeral as well one of those massive family gatherings back in Singapore and the phone rang um this is when we all still had landlines you know and uh, when my aunties picked up the phone and uh, you know this person said oh may I speak to Sharifa please and she went on she said which Sharifa do you need is it Sharifa Firza Sharifa uh, Anissa Sharifa Heidi Sharifa Heidi? you know there were like 20 <laughs> of us <laughs> the 20 Sharifas in the family I love um, it uh, but when I was growing up, just like yourself as well, and this is quite interesting, is that when you're young, you want to be other people as well. And you want to take on sort of this, you know, celebrity mm. personality. And so I was Sherry and I was Cherry. And oh, my goodness. You know, when I think back and think, what, what I think it's about. Yeah. Well, I often ask children, you know, what do they want to be called? You know, because sometimes, and well, they'll they'll want to be called. Say, say it's Isabel. Like I've got four Isabellas in my class currently. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. four Isabellas mm-hmm. in the class of thirty, and I've got a couple that want to be called Izzy, one that wants to be called Bella, one that quite likes being called Isabella, but also likes being called Bella. I've got, and I think it's fascinating because actually, it is it is absolutely fine. Go with children changing their names you know if they decide to be Izzy one day and Bella the next I'll go with it because actually that's just them really unpicking their identity and I think that's really important which brings us beautifully and yes seamlessly into the next thing which is names on Twitter because Twitter's been really strange recently you know and and I I, and I know you, have been questioning some of the accounts out there and whether they're real, false, whatever else. And Twitter names are a fascinating one. Yes, I I agree with you because it's, you know, the thing about all these accounts, unless you know the people behind the accounts personally, it's going to be very hard for you to decide whether it is, uh, you know, someone authentic behind that image and behind the name because I think you will only know someone's name when you get to know them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And it's funny because I have gone again on Twitter. When I started out, I started out, I've, I've always been at Toria Claire, but the actual name that I attached to it for a long time was Mrs. B because I was trying to have some anonymity around it. Mm. And I had a bit moji. 
because again I uh, that was that and I think it you know it's it's about how authentic should one be on Twitter and actually if you're wanting to connect with people is it best to be truly authentic so have you always been Sharifa Lee on Twitter with your photo uh, apart from when my account was uh, suspended, do you remember that big palaver last week? When oh, goodness me, that what an exciting <laughs> evening that was. One minute I existed, the next minute I wasn't there, you know, and... Um, and you were gone. I have, never, I have never got to the bottom of this, but I think there was a glitch that, that couple of days. Anyway, I wasn't the only one anyway. Yeah, there was. Think, they, kicked, they kicked loads of people off that night. Yes, I created a different account. I remember you laughing at me because I could even come up with a different name. I think it was just... Was it Lee Sharifa? No. What, 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 what did I? I was like, come, come out with a different. I said, <laughs> if, 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 you know, if you've been got for some reason, come up with a different name with a bitmoji. And so you did Lee Sharifa and put your face on. It was like, no, that's not anonymous. <laughs> I think it's like that's that's really not what we're talking about here. But I think that's telling as well. You know, I think perhaps it tells you a lot about me that number one, perhaps I do not have that much of an imagination, (laughs) which is true. I'm not very creative. (laughs) My my artwork is shocking. But uh, number two, I think I don't know how not to be myself. But that doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. Because Mm. some of this, you know, when you come on Twitter, I think you need to understand why you're on there. I think the why is really important. What's the purpose of your connections? Uh, For some of us, it's because of education, want to learn. For others, it's friendship. For others, it's just gossip. I mean, it depends on on what it is. And, And so your persona on Twitter depends on your why. What do you think? I think you're absolutely right. And I think, I do think you're right. And I was having a conversation with someone the other day about this. The fact that I am Toria Bono on Twitter. I'm easily discovered on there, which means that any parent, any teacher, anyone could sort of find me quite simply on Twitter, my pictures there. So therefore, I have to be mindful of what I say and how I behave, because actually, I'm still following the teacher's code of conduct. So I have to be very, very aware of, of what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I, it's, for me, I, I often think, would I be happy for a child that I teach to be shown one of my tweets? And I know that none of my children are on Twitter, but it's that sort of thing about actually, would I be happy? And, and I, I would. I would not be worried. I get uncomfortable when I see people swearing. Yes. On Twitter, when I see teachers yes. swearing on Twitter, yes. I, I think it's because that, I wouldn't swear in the classroom in front of my children. No, no, I think it's at self-regulation as well. We we ask of our children mm. in our classrooms to self-regulate. We, we tell them these are the expectations. There's a framework to work within. You know, there's a there's a consequence if you don't toe the line. If you use you know quite ripe or expressive language in a certain way that's negative, and I think we must hold ourselves in check as educators as well. And you're right to talk about those standards. We sign our name against those standards to say that we abide by them. You know, and we are role yeah. models, even if we are anonymous. And you know, we our account is is you know it's I don't know secret someone or whatever it is. But you are there espousing an educational view, or you tell someone I am actually a leader or a teacher 
teacher and then you use language that perhaps you wouldn't use in the classroom with your children. I think you need to check yourself as well. Um, I'm reflecting now, actually, on all the tweets that, that, you know, I've sort of put out there as well. I don't think there's anything there that I'm not prepared to say in front of other leaders, other teachers, families, parents, and even the children as well, because it's it's truth, it's honesty, hopefully it's authenticity, but I do I do check my language. I really do, you know, because I think I we need to be careful. I need to be careful. And you're right, I agree with you. Yeah, I I think it's so important. And the other thing I was just thinking actually whilst listening to you is, you know, what profiles look like and who I follow and who I don't follow and so Mm. on. Because um you know, there's lots of us now on Tiny Voice Tuesday Unites. And I, I remember early on when I sort of got got off to a Twitter start in 2020, I wrote something called Following is the Virtual Smile. Yeah. Because I thought, well, actually, for, you know, if someone follows me, I like to follow them back because it's that thing about um, just just that like that like-minded connection. Yeah. But what I now do which is sort of, I think, less naive, is that if someone follows me, I do check their profile. I do check that they have something educational on there. I do check their timeline. It sounds really stalkery, but I do check their timeline. And I do check who they follow and who follows them. Because there are quite a few accounts out there that aren't quite as honest as they may at first have appeared yeah is that something that you would do no just me being overly cautious not at all before you used the word naive I've got a piece of paper and a pen here because I like to doodle while I'm having a conversation with someone you know and I what have you done well it's just lines it's wavy lines I like my wavy lines it just shows you you know the state of my mind it's all it's all over the place it's just wavy and um a bit like my hair this morning and I'm glad you can't see my hair um I actually wrote the word naive you know and I, I actually wrote the word naive as well. Interesting. That perhaps, uh, perhaps and you see, I am not as savvy. I've always been techno dino, and you know that. You know, unless someone shows me which button to press, it takes me three years to learn something. I mean, mm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm selling myself short, but I, I do take time to catch up. You know, and I think at the start as well, I was a little bit naive. You know, like yourself as well. I used to follow anyone and everyone, but then through talking to you and others as well, it's a, again, it's about self-regulation as well it's about safeguarding and and if you work in a school and you hear the word safeguarding you think it's child protection it's not it's also about guarding yourself you know because there are now that I know bots and trolls and all kinds of I don't know even catfish do you know I've never even heard of the word catfish until about three days ago not not an idea why it was you know thinking Mm -hmm. what catfish live in the bottom of ponds and rivers and stuff but no it's an actual word about (laughs) you know a cat you know, accounts that, that may not may not be what they are. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, there are people like that. And they are. And I think I was naive yeah. not, not thinking about that. So like you now, I do check. And before I follow someone, um, I will, of course, look at their um, picture if there is one. If there isn't one, I start questioning it. Why not? You know, even if it's just an image, it tells me something about the person behind the account. Uh, the name gives something away. And you're right, just checking the timeline as well, because there are spurious individuals and organizations out there do not want to say it. You know, I want to believe in everyone that everyone is authentic, but then there is that naivety, then if we believe that, isn't it? 
Absolutely. There are there are definite accounts. It's usually the really big company accounts mm. that will follow loads of people and then four days later will unfollow. And I found this hard to believe um, until it was Chris Harrison sort of alerted me to it. And he said, yeah. do, do you know this is happening? I thought, well, that's bizarre. Why would you do that? So, oh, my goodness, I went back through people I was following and discovered that this indeed is a thing, that people follow you and then unfollow you however many days later once they've got you amongst their numbers. And I thought, gosh, that's that's terribly devious. And just, yeah, but that's why, I mean, I, you know, I know I created it, but that's why I love Tiny Voice Tuesday Unites because I think it's an, off, an authentic way that mm. people connect. I think what you've created as and, well, um, it's, uh, it's quite, it's, it's safe as well. I think somehow, and I don't know how you've managed this, whether it was intentional, it grew like that. It's a very safe platform. You know, number one, we talk about quite safe topics, which is brilliant, but we talk about topics that make huge impact in society, you know, because it's all mm. about education and empowering and, you know, and all those things as well. But I don't know, I'm on there every single week and I look through, sometimes I don't get to the end, so I do not know how you do it because there are literally on one day over 300 or what, what's your maximum? Have you, have you ever, mm. what, what is um, it? Over lockdown, over lockdown, we were having over 500 a day, oh. uh, 500 a, a and, Tuesday. And, and I know what um, you're like. Now we're more... Mm. Yeah, you, re- you respond yeah, to every single one of them. I, I just think, yeah. how do you do it? You are magic. I mean, you are honestly magic. You know, because I'm thinking, wow, to respond well, to 500 on top of everything else that you're doing as well, that shows dedicated dedication, but that shows kindness. And um, at Morning Bread this morning, the theme was kindness. You know, but that's a that's another kind of kindness yeah. because all these tiny voices are reaching out there, and you make sure that they are in inverted commas heard just by acknowledging them and I think that's massive you know I think it's so important if someone's if I I would hate someone to join that thread Mm. and not feel as if they had been heard and actually um Morning Brew had a couple of weeks ago we there were Chris Harrison and myself interviewed three authors we interviewed um Vashti Rashmi oh I remember that um Richard, Rich Don't, yeah, Richard. That was brilliant. And yeah. at the end of that, yeah, and it was about building book, book bridges. It was just brilliant. And what we realized amongst that conversation is that actually, if authors and illustrators and publishers are connecting more with educators in Twitterland, yeah. then actually the power for real life connections is 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 even easier as such because that's what we've got as educators we're connecting with each other all the time we're sharing ideas and therefore we feel able to sort of check in with one another yeah. and what happens is that we've got the educator circle and then we've got your author's illustrator circle and you've got your publisher circle and you've got your you know your indie bookshop circle and what we were talking about is that actually if some of those circles as well joined Tiny Voice Tuesday Unites, then what you've got is you've got authors and illustrators having conversations with educators. Yep. And this has been happening in the last few weeks, Sharifa. There have been more authors and illustrators and publishers and bookshops joining Tiny Voice Tuesday Unites. And I have been so pleased to see these connections being made. 
No, I think I think it's it's truly exceptional, and I think to think that it, it took extraordinary circumstances like the virus, mm. unfortunately, you know, and lockdown as well, for us to be making all these connections and how powerful and deep some of them are. I mean, you and I, um, you know, we we have other groups that we work in as well. And some of the things that we are doing, yeah. even though we haven't met, you know, together now, we are we are changing the landscape one day at a time. And isn't that just amazing? And that's what you've done as well by connecting authors and illustrators and publishers and in, in you know independent bookshops as well. You are changing the landscape. Now that independent bookshops are closing on the high street, you know, through Tiny Voice yeah. Tuesday, through Morning Brewer, you're giving them a platform to say, hang on a minute, guys, as educators and as schools and organizations, come and join us. How can we work together to ensure that, number one, we stay afloat and we stay alive and we stay relevant? And number two, how can we get all these stories and all these authors with their wonderful imagination, all these illustrators directly mm. into the classroom? You know, it used to be a palaver getting an author in, you know, and now with our interactive whiteboards and, and you know, wonderful cameras in the classroom, yeah. because we've had to get them, because we had lockdown, because of remote learning, oh my goodness me, we are bringing things directly into the classroom. I mean, how wonderful is that? It's absolutely fantastic. And I hadn't realised again until this conversation, really, how much authors rely on those school visits that mm. actually they get a very very small percentage of book sales even smaller if it's done through Amazon and that actually their bread and butter are things like school visits book signings and bookshops and so on and that you know we need to enable as educators we need to really help them to keep afloat during these times when actually, you know, we're, we're teaching in bubbles. Our schools are, you know, I don't know about your school, but no one's coming into my school, really. No. Um, you know, if you, do, if you don't work there and you're not a student there, you don't really enter. Um, and so therefore, that, that sort of thing where they were naturally popping in and visiting doesn't occur. But as you say, we have technology, and the power of technology, the power that they can, that, you know, schools can invite those authors in mm -hmm. to speak to the children virtually. How phenomenal is that? And I think it's a lifeline, not only for them, but for us as schools as well, mm. because it is, you know, when we talk yeah. about reading for pleasure, we need to actually hear the voices of those authors when they describe the work they do. You know, it's not enough for teachers to say, this is a marvellous book, everyone, turn to chapter two or whatever it is. But when the person who wrote chapter mm. two and the person who drew the illustrations in chapter two is actually talking to you, you know, and you can see them and they're real, I think that's just magic, isn't it? That's where the magic really happens. You know, uh, and it's all about those experiences that we can bring into the classroom, into education that perhaps was actually limited before. But it, like I say, it took it took a pandemic. And I know, uh, you know, there's so much negative. So, of course, oh, my goodness, we're faced with with measures in schools and the NHS maybe not not being able to almost again, you know, being prepared enough for the winter that's coming. But on the other side, we need to think about the positives as well. And there are positives there, you know, and I think we need to look at that and see how can we make that positive even more positive than before. I think you're right. I think that COVID-19 has turned things on its mm. head and there has been so much sadness attached to it. But actually, I have to be honest and say, if it hadn't been for that, 
I wouldn't have the connections that I have this, that I've made this year. And I don't think my life as an educator would have opened up in the way that it has. Gosh, I mean, you are echoing what Pepe said this morning on Morning Brewed as well. And she said that when mm. she was leading her school, she was almost living in her own isolated bubble, you know, not really yeah. understanding that there's a network out there. And it was only over lockdown that it opened up, you know, and she met others who some had the same values, others had different ideas. But oh, my goodness me, does it does it really matter? You are connecting with different perspectives, you know. Oh, Gosh, I can't I can't believe that we are talking about that. 25 minutes we've been um, you know, we set ourselves, didn't we? We said I know. And we, we, what would be the limit this 20 morning? 20 minutes. And, yep. But it's fascinating, but honestly. I think it is, and I think we'll we'll finish on the, you know, this book that I really took from the morning brew ed, which was it started off with connections are actually the great that's what kindness is. Kindness is all about connecting. Yeah. And I am so incredibly grateful that I connected with you all those months ago because, and, for, and for the kindness that you show me. And, you know, we could go on for hours talking. We usually but, do. You know, Can we just tell everyone? We usually do. We usually this do. Is not, this is not the only time. We've already spoken for half an hour before this podcast. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And, you know, all I can say is thank you, Toria. Honestly, it must be destiny, karma, whatever word you want to use. Kismet. Maybe it's kismet, you know, mm. uh, but it is. And, and I think that power that brought us together, really. Mm. Yeah, ditto. And so if you're listening to this and you want a Sharifa in your life, then pop along to connect. Um, hashtag tiny voice unites yes connect 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 it you know don't feel that you're alone because you're not we're all there if you're an author bookshop publisher educator anyone just come and join and just everyone go and have a lovely day sharifa as always thank you take care toria and i'm sure we'll speak soon Um, Probably straight after this podcast. (laughs) Bye. Bye.